You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, the best podcast that you have never heard of until now. If you're joining us for the first time, that's right. And, you know, for all the rest of you, uh, welcome back as always. And we are so glad that you're joining us, whether you are twerking on the top of a moving vehicle or Ooh. protesting a devil statue in a Spanish city because he's too jolly. We thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're glad to have you here. Uh, for all our regular listeners, glad to have you back. Make sure to tell one friend about our podcast this week. Just, Just one friend. Yeah. They don't even have to be a friend. Tell a random stranger, stranger <laughs> yeah. you know, in the grocery store. Um, just tell one person. We're going to grow our, our, our listenership. Is that the right word? That's the right word. Yeah. Um, this year. And it's going to, it's, you're going to have to help us because we're broke and we can't pay <laughs> to do any real advertising. So we're going to have to all be word of mouth. So. Get somebody else in the fold into the Earth Oddity lifestyle. So one thing that I did was I wrote on the top of a receipt. Oh yeah. After a meal one Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I wrote, uh, "Listen to Earth Oddity podcast, best podcast you've never heard That's of." That's right. Turns out because I tipped the guy pretty good, he went and listened to the podcast. Turns out he enjoys it, and he's since joined our Facebook group. All right. So yeah, nice brag about having a lot of money to tip well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like. Stuck that in there. That's good. Well, I learned that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do. I'm a, I would say <laughs> I used to never tip. I'm a good tipper. until I made friends with John Long. I tip people. Yes. <laughs> um, I tried that at the Mexican restaurant in Reform, Alabama, and I don't think they knew what I wrote. But, <laughs> yeah. anyways, I did put it on there. Listen to Earth Oddity. So. To our Spanish-speaking audience, let us know how to how to write that in Spanish. And to speak Spanish. That might be a good thing we need to learn, too. Oh, you got any good stories this week? I got some pretty great stories. Uh, we got uh, Chris Hansen, everybody's favorite, you know, child molester arrester. Uh, Chris Hansen. <laughs> that just rolls off the that's tongue. That's right. That's right. He's gotten in a little trouble with the law. Got an emotional support alligator, too. <laughs> so people are getting out of hand with that. I know. But why don't we lead off? If you'll remember a few episodes ago, I was offering my kidney up for sale. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm sure some of our listeners do as well. Um, no one approached me with an offer, though. So, <laughs> Well, Craigslist took my ad down. I know. Yeah, you did who, put an ad up. Who knew Craigslist was, was so, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, reputable? <laughs> so reputable. Yeah. Yeah. They have a they have a conscience. Now, you can buy a stolen bass boat from a crackhead yeah. off of Craigslist <laughs> any day. But, but no, no body parts. But no body parts. Yeah. yeah. That's against the rules. I went to post it up on Backpage, but then you were like, uh, it's not there anymore. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> and I was like, well, Dan Gummin, how am I going to get my drugs? <laughs> that was a joke, people. Yeah, definitely a joke. Um, so anyways, here's one teen who did. 
A broke teen who sold his kidney for an iPhone is now bedridden for life. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Now, talk about really wanting a phone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a China, this comes from foxnews.com, so you know it's reputable. Trump endorsed. It's fair and balanced. Fair and balanced, right. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, a Chinese man is now bedridden for life after he sold his kidney as a teenager to the black market to buy the latest Apple product. Oh, man. Wang Shang Kun was 17 years old when he sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. (laughs) (laughs) Wang Shang Kun was uh, 17 years old when he made the fateful decision. Shortly after the illegal surgery, he began suffering from a decreased level of kidney function. Because he's only got one now. Yeah. Eight years on, the eight years later, the 25 year old is now bedridden for life after his remaining organ failed. Now that's a no, problem, man. I didn't even think about that. Like, if I sell my one good uh, one kidney and then the other one decides to knock off because it's been fed a steady diet of like soft drinks for the <laughs> yeah. past forty years, you just I'm can't in some go real get trouble. a new one. Yeah, I wonder if I get get like a buyback clause <laughs> in there. I'll buy back it at fifty percent of its current market value. Tell or you something. what, if I'm the guy who had that kidney, I'd be like one million dollars. <laughs> I'm like, dude, but I sold it to you, man, for much cheaper. So, uh, Mr. Shangun has sold his kidney to the black market to organ harvesters in 2011 where he received $4,500 purchasing an iPhone 4 and an iPad 2 with these funds. Oh, man. Man, I was thinking he'd get the new 10 or something. but (laughs) iPhones are only good for a couple years anyway. That's a terrible deal. (laughs) Why do I need a second kidney? One is enough, he said in reports at the time. (laughs) Now Uh, he knows. (laughs) Yes. Mr. Wang, which... How great would it to be just to be called Mr. Wang every day for the rest of your life? <laughs> Mr. Wang now spends his days in bed uh, and relies on dialysis to survive his kidney failure. The illegal surgery had caused him to develop renal deficiency, which is believed to have led to an infection due to uh, the unsanitary setting of where it took place. Man. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. At the time, a Chinese newspaper reported that Wang first made contact with the alleged harvesters through internet chat rooms. It's got to be difficult in China. They keep a lockdown on the internet. Yeah. He, we, reportedly the leader of the gang. He, we, that's his name. (laughs) I don't like if I just breeze through that. He's reportedly the leader of the gang, then made arrangements to hire a surgeon who worked at a nearby military hospital. Uh, Wang said, at the time, I wanted to buy an iPad, too, but I didn't have any money. When I was on the (laughs) Internet, I had a kidney agent send a message saying that selling a kidney could give me 20000 And we just breezed right through that there's kidney agents in China. right, yeah. Yeah. Give me a kidney agent. <laughs> Wang received the equivalent of about 3500 for his kidney at the time, um, and the rest of the money was divided up among the gang. So that's quite <laughs> yeah. some fees you, and surcharges you that have to pay. That money went to the agent. Yeah. <laughs> the Better read that agent. contract really well. <laughs> so nine people were arrested in conjunction with the case, and, and five, including the surgeon who harvested his kidney, were jailed in 2012. His family was eventually awarded about 300000 in compensation later the same year. So Mr. Wang allegedly sought the new iPhone in order to show off to his friends. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. His family lived in one of China's poorest provinces and couldn't afford it, so he turned to other means to raise the money, which that's horrible that you feel like you have to do that. But, I mean, dude, you're bedridden for life now for an iPhone 4. <laughs> I know. That's tough. 
That's got to be like a boring Instagram account <laughs> if he's just like in bed every day, you know? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Like, here's another picture of my feet. <laughs> here's a picture of the ceiling. Golly. People yes. out there, you know, you probably shouldn't. I mean, well, here in America, it's illegal. You yeah. can't sell your kidney. Yeah, don't sell your kidney. But, you know. I mean, unless the price is right. if you're going to sell your kidney you need to get paid you need to get on the iphone for life deal because this dude is now bedridden and i wonder if he still has that iphone 4 i don't he better i mean it stinks by today's standards oh yeah but my thing is they said he was awarded three hundred thousand. you know i wonder what that was for well can he not just go buy another black market kidney and get that bad boy put in (laughs) it's a good point i mean they were going for 20 grand so you can buy two good ones and still have a good two hundred thousand left over maybe if you can get a reputable kidney agent and cut out the middleman maybe you can get another one for forty five (laughs) hundred dollars what if they're adjusted for inflation kidney commercials over there like they're used commercial used car commercials over here (laughs) yeah yeah. like come on down and see us at the kidney mart you know we'll get you set up kmart (laughs) kmart <laughs> yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I'm just. I'm sorry he had to go through that. I am too. And, and he's and bedridden. You know, uh, Godspeed to the engineers and the doctors out there who are working on artificial organs. I mean, yeah. You guys, uh, we applaud you. Your work does not go unnoticed, and no. it can't be done quick enough. I mean. The sooner we can get this guy a robot kidney, the better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's get him a robot kidney yeah. immediately. He ought to be on the top of the list for it, at least, you <laughs> yeah. know, close to the top. I mean, I, just, I wonder, that's got to be a whole weird process. I almost got into it, you know. Somebody would have called <laughs> that week, I probably would have sold my kidney. <laughs> but getting like a backroom surgery done, that's rough. That's, that is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you hear the stories about going down to Tijuana yeah. and – being out partying, somebody yeah. slips you a little something when you drink, and then you wake up in a bathtub of ice. Right, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Like Charlie the Unicorn? You just, I don't know. You just be careful if you're down in Tijuana. Yeah. Everybody. Let's just. Keep your wits about you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Once, and, and if you're once, not, have some friends who are right. going to you know, keep tabs on you. Once uh, Trump gets a wall built, though, all those problems <laughs> will be solved. <laughs> well. Until Mexico builds stairs on their side. So we're okay. <laughs> Well, the next story is, headline, Spanish City Protest Against Too Friendly Devil Sculpture. Okay. Too friendly. <laughs> it's too friendly. Oh, like a, <laughs> like a buddy, like they're, they're, they're cool. buddy devil. They're cool with the devil sculpture, but yeah. he's got to look mean and menacing. He needs menacing. to be menacing. He, he, can't be, he can't be jolly. Yeah, sure. A planned sculpture of Satan in the Spanish city of Segovia has been criticized for being too jolly. Okay. The bronze statue was created as a tribute to a local legend, which says that the devil was tricked into building the city's famous aqueduct. Oh. But residents say that the devil, who is smiling and taking a selfie with a smartphone, looks too friendly. (laughs) (laughs) The artist told BBC News he was surprised by the level of criticism directed at his artwork. Yeah. A judge has now ordered that the artwork be put on hold while he looks into whether it is offensive to Christians. <laughs> offensive. The friendly devil's offensive. The friendly devil's offensive, you. yeah. Okay. <laughs> More than 5,400 people, just over 10% of the city's population, have signed a petition calling for the sculpture to be canceled. And he, he looks kind of like... 
You ever, well, I know for a fact you've seen the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I have, <laughs> He looks yes. like one of those little gargoyle guys that okay. was hanging around him, yeah. you know? Yeah. The petition says that because the devil is shown in a jovial way with a phone in his hand, that it exalts evil and is therefore offensive to Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> it adds that Satan is supposed to be repulsive and despicable, not kind and seductive like that kind of good-natured devil without malice that has been proposed. Huh. But the row has... But the row has taken the artist, Jose Antonio Abuela, by surprise. It seems to me incredible that people would be so fiercely against the sculpture of a devil to commemorate a popular legend taught to Segovian kids at school. Mr. Abuela, a former doctor who has taken up art in his retirement, told BBC News, I love Segovia. I have lived here for three decades, and I was hoping for this sculpture to be a form of demonstration of how thankful I am to Segovia for being my adopted town. Huh. I haven't received any money whatsoever for this sculpture, which, I mean, they're not going to pay for it. They don't yeah, like it. Right, yeah. I mean, go ahead and write that one off, bud. Put that one out in the garden. <laughs> I haven't done this for money, but as personal tribute to the city, I call mine. You imagine how I feel. City Councilor <laughs> like Claudia. He's all in his feelings about it. Like nobody likes my, my devil sculpture. <laughs> likes my devil statue. <laughs> City Councilor Claudia De Santos has also called the campaign unfair and disheartening. She told El Paris newspaper that she would try to ensure the sculpture goes ahead as planned. So, well, um, you know, I don't. I, you know, I I don't want to get too deep into this, but the the devil he was like one of the fairest angels of all, right? Before he like I know it says in the Bible that he does come at you as yeah. a mas- masquerading as an angel of light, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't just like totally repulsive and scary, right? Now I know like his actions to those of us who believe we would say that's repulsive. You know, maybe that- you want to reflect that in art, but if we're just going for like a true depiction. You know, the devil's probably a pretty sly-looking, you know, good-looking dude. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. You know, it says in this article that the devil was... The legend has it that he was tricked into building the city's aqueduct. You know how he was tricked? How? He lost a fiddle competition. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> he needs to just give it up, dude. <laughs> I, man, I stumbled into a conversation the other night on Facebook about the devil went down to Georgia. Okay. All right. And I got into it by making a joke. But these people had these whole extrapolated theories about this song that I had never even considered before. And number one, they were like, well, the devil's actually a stand-up guy. Like, he took his beating. He just went on and, and about his life. He gave Johnny his fiddle, and he left and, <laughs> you know, went on to live and do all this, like, you know, he whatever. He didn't try he and cheat him. Didn't try to cheat him. Didn't try to deceive him or anything. He laid out the terms. You knew how what it took to win, and you knew what it took to lose. There were no other judges there but them, so they both were on, like, the honor system to judge the other to see who was better. <laughs> That's a good point, because... It's kind of, and conceivably, if the devil is outside of uh, what we would consider our normal time space continuum, he already knew the result of the competition before he <laughs> went into it to begin with. And it was like, I mean, it blew my mind. I was like, right. dude, I haven't even smoked a joint, but I feel like I have now that I've read this. <laughs> so, uh, you guys have put way more thought into Charlie Daniels than I have. So, I would, I just, it was very fascinating. I think it was the devil's pride that led him to get into that competition. Do you know there is the <laughs> devil went back down to Georgia part two? I have listened to it, yes. And he loses again. He loses again. I mean, just take your butt with him and go home. <laughs> and man. he had to build an aqueduct. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
You know that uh, Buck Owens back in the uh, 60s recorded Johnny Be Good, which mm-hmm. is another, you know, Johnny song where Johnny's rock and rolling and everything. And everybody got mad at him because they said it wasn't a country song. I thought, who's that actor with Parkinson's? <laughs> uh, uh, Tom, I mean, not Tom Cruise. Dang, what's his Michael J. Clark. Fox. I thought Michael I thought Michael J. Fox <laughs> wrote that song. Yes. He did. <laughs> he wrote well, it at the Enchantment my, Under the Sea Dance in Hill Valley. He got Marvin Berry to listen to it. And then Marvin passed on to his cousin Chuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how it all happened. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Which Chuck Berry, I love Chuck Berry. Probably my favorite guitar player of all time. I was just amazed people had really uh had thought that much about that song and like really a theological sense and atheists were like the atheists in the thread were like well the devil's a stand-up dude you know (laughs) right he didn't require anything he didn't require any sacrifice he just went into the competition and gave it to him you know Mm -hmm. and they were like you know god wouldn't do that god already thinks you're doing stuff wrong and I was like, well, I'm not here for all that. Yeah. <laughs> I was here to make some jokes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, one, this song isn't canonical. Right, yes. <laughs> this was from the mind of Charlie Daniels. <laughs> right. Two, why are you being so defensive of a guy you say you claim doesn't even exist? Exactly. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, they just try to get a rise out of people. Yeah. And I'd quit arguing with people online like that. That's so. not worth it. Yeah, no. I just I was there to make some jokes about how Charlie Daniels is, you know, a, a underrated fiddle player, but mm-hmm. not as good of a fiddle player as people think he is. Right. You know? Anyways, my parents saw Charlie Daniels. He never beat the devil in a fiddle contest, no, uh, right? And that was I, Johnny. And I will just say this: is just this is just on me. You know, I'll take the responsibility for this opinion. When I listen to that song, I really like the Devil's Band better and his little part. <laughs> if I was yeah. to judge, the Devil would have won as way funkier <laughs> than Charlie Daniels. Uh, just or uh, the other guy. Just. <laughs> Throw that out there. It's just about, if I was a judge, yeah. For yeah. a song in which your soul depends on it, yeah, you didn't put a lot of soul yeah. into those. Yeah, notes. right. Yes, <laughs> I mean you didn't bring it like I thought you should. <laughs> yeah. Which you know when uh when I was ordained to be a deacon, they brought me in in front of all the deacons and they had to ask me questions and stuff. And that was one of the things I was really worried about. I was like, what if somebody asked me who I thought won the fiddle competition <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> between the devil and Johnny? And I would be like. Honestly, I think the devil got him, you know? I mean, a much better bass line, and he did, like, that whole, like, wheezy thing with a fiddle. It was pretty cool, so. But and luckily, fire on the didn't. mountain, what are you singing about a volcano? What are you talking yeah. about, Johnny? Chicken in a bread patch picking out dough? What is that? <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't nobody know what that is. Yeah. Saying. Could have done a little better, if you ask me. So. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to... uh Emotional support pets. So like yes. I said earlier, we got a story about emotional support alligator that visits a Pennsylvania senior facility to offer comfort. So, yeah, that's the one thing your meemaw and pawpaw needs when they're at the <laughs> retirement home is to have an alligator come in for them to, to love on. So <laughs> when you think of emotional support animals, cold-blooded alligators probably aren't the first thing that come to mind. Admittedly, no. Yeah, right. But Wally... A three-year-old, four-and-a-half-foot-long reptile plies his tray doing exactly that. And he took some time out of his busy schedule to pay a visit to a senior living facility in Pennsylvania and offer some comfort. His owner, Joey Henney, took Wally to to the Spiritrust Lutheran Village in York, Pennsylvania. 
So exactly what Martin Martin Luther envisioned when he <laughs> split away from the church was to have a retirement home named after him. Uh, <laughs> A few residents were hesitant to get close to Wally. Those are the ones that are smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Henny encouraged them to get to know the friendly reptile. I'm not scared of snakes, but that thing has a lot of teeth, a resident told the York Daily Record. Henny told the resident that Wally likes his head rubbed. He's just like a dog. He wants to be loved and petted. The residents asked a lot of questions like what Wally does for most of his day. Um, he'll lay there all day long. That's what he does. He's pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wally was rescued from Florida after a congregation of gators was slated to be destroyed in order to build a development on the land. Henny and his friend offered to help rescue the gators. Now, I don't know why you'd relocate them to Pennsylvania. This is really <laughs> cold for a gator. Know. You know, like maybe just take them over to Louisiana. That's why he's so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's cold-blooded. Yeah, right. He's, that's exactly right. <laughs> He'd be way more <laughs> active if he was in Alabama. Yeah, take him to South Alabama or Louisiana or, take or somewhere him to Gainesville. Like that. Yeah, right. Yes, Gainesville's <laughs> perfect place for him. Release him down there. By the way, shout out to Tim Tebow. He's getting married. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they said uh, Christian women. Are just weeping all over the world that have there been waiting a, for him. There's a disturbance in the force. That's right. Yes, <laughs> marrying like a Miss Universe too. So just let that be a lesson to you, young men <laughs> out there. If you save yourself from marriage, you might marry a Miss Universe. Or, probably not. Yeah, probably not. But maybe you should just do it a, anyway. Maybe just another girl from your youth group. But either way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Wally went to live with Henny at his residence in Shirestown, Pennsylvania, in 2015, uh, when he was about 14 months old. Uh, and he said Wally was afraid of everything, but started to adjust after some time. Of course, he's like, what is this snow? You know? <laughs> What's this white stuff on the ground? <laughs> he was like a little puppy dog, and he would follow him around the house. He says that a lot Wally likes to watch television. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. And his favorite movie is The Lion King. Don't believe that either. <laughs> um, the alligator lives in a 300-gallon pond, which around here we call that an above-ground pool, <laughs> uh, with his fellow gator, Scrappy, who is two years old. Scrappy's a much better gator name. Yeah. Um, the owner says Wally has never bitten him and is a calm alligator. He's never bitten anyone. He's never tried to bite anyone. He's pretty laid back. He says, there aren't for everyone, but what can I say? I'm not normal. Now, the pictures, there's a couple pictures in this article of people holding the alligator. Mm -hmm. Does know. he have his mouth taped? No. That's the thing I was going to point out. His mouth is not taped shut. <laughs> they are, they are, I can't believe the Lutheran village would open themselves up to this sort of liability because it's an alligator. All right. It may be calm, but it also may bite you. you know? He may be calm because he's cold true because it's january you think maybe it's like part of it is he's cold and maybe like stuff a couple of xanax down his throat before he had him over there maybe i wonder if wally feels like he's trapped in his own body and he wants to bite these people so <laughs> bad he but he just can't do it. have the energy to do it <laughs> maybe that's it then every day he's like i hate you yeah. i hate you i'm gonna kill I hate you. you so much you let it get up to 70 degrees just once <laughs> just once and i'm taking you out of this body. <laughs> I can't move now. I can't feel my toes or anything, but you just let it. Let them on those heat waves come through. And no toothbrush. That's right. Ornery. Yes. Oh, man. You know, I mean, I just don't. 
the emotional support animal thing has gotten out of control. It really has. Now that we have an alligator, that should be validation to everyone. Now, <laughs> if you need an animal to assist you, that's fine. Nobody's talking about you, okay? You got a dog that helps you out. You got a dog that knows when your blood sugar's low or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about that. Just save your emails for somebody else. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the people that have like an alligator <laughs> and that they want to bring with them or a peacock they want to bring on the plane. We're talking about or the something. emotional support animals. Yeah, right. Yes. And I'm not even saying if you've got emotional problems and you need a support animal, let's get a regular, like a dog. Okay. Get a Labrador. But the reason we didn't have them for so long is because. As we can now see, people take advantage of it. Right, exactly. You know? Yes, yeah, exactly. You don't need an emotional support Shetland pony, you know, (laughs) or whatever. I'm just saying, get a dog. Emotional support King Cobra. (laughs) That's going to get on the loose. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I just point that out to everybody. Nobody say, if you got a legitimate need, that's fine. You know, just get a legitimate service animal. I want emotional support rhinoceros, (laughs) which is nature's (laughs) tank. (laughs) But no one has sent Wally the alligator to like any sort of training to help anyone you can't train an alligator <laughs> you don't send him to obedience school yeah no no you don't put him in the canine right school <laughs> and if you've lived in the south you've probably been to like an alligator farm somewhere before and watched a guy you know like get in there and stick his hand in an alligator's mouth and all that yeah and then snatch it out before the alligator bites him that alligator's not trained the dude's just lucky sooner or later right. he's gonna lose a hand if to you, the alligator I say, if you hang around yeah until after the show Look at the guy who's coming through with the push broom and yeah, right. notice that he has three fingers. Yeah, right. That's because he was doing that was show doing, before that other guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you, once you lose a hand or something, they like take you off. Yeah. No, it's, it's Jim's turn now. Jim, you're off the broom. You're, For, into the, you're promoted. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, alligators, are, you can't train them to, to offer emotional support. Right. And like you say, I think the, the cold weather probably has a lot to do with this one being docile. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, our next story is help police end the strange case of the St. Paul Slapper. Oh, (laughs) the St. Paul Slapper. The St. Paul Slapper. At least five people have been victimized since December 12th, at which point the man was driving a gray Toyota Tacoma. Lately, he's been seen in a blue or light gray Subaru Outback, uh, pictured above. There's a link in the show notes. With stolen plates. Oh. Victims have been, get this, slapped in the face, hit with a wrench, had Gatorade bottles thrown at them. According to St. Paul Police uh, spokesman Steve Linders, who concedes this is a new one for the cops, we've had road rage incidents from time to time, Linders says, and we've had fights that break out and assaults that occur, but we've never had one person driving around randomly throwing things and slapping people. We've never encountered that in my time. Hmm. No one has been seriously injured by this man, so thank goodness for that. But that doesn't mean that he's not a danger to the community because, you know, anybody could get that one slap or that one wrench. <laughs> that's right. That's going to mess you up. Uh, since posting the story of the St. Paul slapper to social media a couple days ago, Lenders isn't aware of any solid tips, which is curious as the man has a distinctive look, a blue teardrop tattoo under his left eye. Oh, okay. So Yeah, that's not a good tattoo <laughs> to get. It's not a good tattoo to have. Yeah. Uh, he's white, he's in his 30s, he's heavy set, and wears a ski mask as he does his crimes. <laughs> so he's wearing a ski mask just to slap people. Wow. Uh, he's also damaged vehicles during his rampage. Oh. 
Linder says that this is hardly the crime of the century, but that this man's erratic and violent behavior cannot be allowed to continue. You can't just drive around St. Paul throwing things and slapping people and hitting them with wrenches. This is a weird situation. Yeah. Clearly something's going on with this man's mentality, and Linder says St. Paul police could help both the assailant and the community by getting him off the streets. It's important we find out what's going on. He might need help, and that's something we could help arrange with our mental health unit. Of course, we also want to hold him accountable for his actions. So I think that second part of that yeah. paragraph is really what they're after. Right, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> this is just for the bleeding hearts out there. Hey, look, we want to help him. Uh-huh. But really, we yeah, want to help him by hitting him with this really club <laughs> yeah, and right. stuffing him in the back of this car. How you like car. that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> so... uh Anyone who sees this man matching this description should call 911 immediately and let police know his whereabouts. Anyone living in or visiting St. Paul should keep an eye out for an approaching stranger with a teardrop tattoo wearing a ski mask. <laughs> because you're probably going to get slapped. Are ski masks, I guess, in Wisconsin? Isn't that where it's from? I guess they're pretty common up there because it gets cold. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. I camped out this weekend, like I said. <laughs> You're wishing you had a ski mask. A little bit of snow flurries. But no, I, mean, I didn't need a ski mask. I'm, right. I'm, I'm fine. It was, I think, 31, 30 degrees or something last night. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. But it's like that all the time up there in right. the winter and colder. So maybe you do need a ski mask up there to survive. I would just be wary of anybody with a ski mask. <laughs> That's true. You know, you see somebody coming towards you with one on, you just start going the other way. I know there's going to draw be- down on them. That's about to say. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that's going to disagree with me on this. And, and you know what? That's fine. We can just agree to disagree if that's sure. the case. But you know what will fix this? Yeah. If people start slapping him back. Right. Yeah. Someone comes up and slaps yeah. you, you just slap them back as hard as you right. can. And I was going to say a couple of shots to the leg. Just <laughs> a, like a few like nine millimeter rounds like right in his kneecap. Like, I mean, oh, you slap me. Bye bye. <laughs> you know, okay. All right. Problem solved. <laughs> he gets shot or slapped back enough times. He yeah, will he quit. Definitely this. Will he will stop. stop. Yeah. Yeah. He will stop or bleed out one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're like, oh, man, sorry, I didn't mean to shoot you twice. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. Let me call you some help. Yeah. <laughs> Don't slap Meanwhile, anybody Meanwhile, I'm going to make an appointment to go get my teardrop tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me the other day you'd be coming back today, but you didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. There's much that I can do.
let's move from one criminal to a next. You know, sometimes our heroes uh, have skeletons in their closet, and they they fall harder than than we want them to. It's true. And uh, such is the case with Chris Hansen, who spent much of his life putting pedophiles in jail uh, with his show to catch a predator, and uh, and now he's about to be right in there with them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like I said, he's got a new show coming out called To Catch a Creditor. <laughs> uh, Chris Hansen was arrested and charged with passing bad checks. Oh, no. Yeah, which you got to you gotta write some bad checks to get arrested. I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's a process to get arrested for writing bad checks. Former NBC News correspondent Chris, correspondent Chris Hansen, whose To Catch a Predator reports caught countless men soliciting minors for sex. He caught a dolphin, too. That's for true. All the, yeah, I forgot for he was a guest on our show. For all of those who listen to Earth That's Oddity. right. Yeah, he was a guest. We had him on an episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, was arrested this week in Connecticut for alleged, allegedly passing bad checks. The Stamford, Connecticut Police Department says Hansen owes a local firm about $13,000 for promotional materials he ordered. The check Hansen initially used to pay for mugs, T-shirts, and decals reportedly bounced. Apparently, he had a little <laughs> merch line going. <laughs> I wonder what the mug said. Oh, I hope have a says, seat right there. Yeah, have yeah. a seat. Why don't you have a seat yeah, right there? Why don't you there? take a seat right there, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then on the other side of the mug, it says, what are you doing? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those episodes were wild, man. <laughs> they really were. I mean, it would scare you to death, number one, because you're like, man, these people exist. No, right. you know, like... I, I work with a dude that looks like him, you know, or whatever. And so, but yeah, anyways, I don't necessarily work just in case you my coworkers. <laughs> I don't work with anyone who looks like a sexual predator. And I have, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast. There is a sexual, uh, a guy on the sex offenders list. Yeah. A registered registered sex offender in Tuscaloosa County named John Long. So <laughs> I'll tell the story real quickly. Are you serious? Yes. So I go to, uh, I, don't, I think I was eating lunch with my kids one day or something at the elementary yeah. school. And you go in, um, they've scanned your ID and everything. So you have to like pull up your name and then you print out a visitor's tag, you know, in the office and everything. So I go in, type in my name and it's like error. See the front desk. And I'm like, well, I'm standing at the front desk. I probably just typed my name in wrong. You right. Know, keystroke error. Try it again. Same thing. I'm like, man, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I was like, you typed in your name perfectly. Yes. Right. I try it again. <laughs> Error comes up again. I'm like, goodness, man, like, what is the deal here? I know we already went through this process, so I try one more time. And about that time, the principal walks in the office. He's like, somebody is setting off the uh, alarm system. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, hey, Miss Monroe, that's that maybe me. You know, I'm having trouble logging in here. Yeah. About the time the phone rings, and it's the superintendent of the county board of education oh snap who i know personally we've we've been friends for a very long time yeah. i worked for him and we've been went through scouts and stuff he was he was a one of my first boss bosses when i worked at a boy scout camp and he's like let me speak to john long <laughs> <laughs> 
And so they were like, uh, Dr. Davey wants to speak to you. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Walter? I was like, yeah. I think I'm causing some problems down here. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm in the middle of a meeting and my phone starts dinging with all these alerts and stuff. And he was like, I, so I had to see who it was. And he was like, now, you're definitely not the sex offender, John Long. And I was like, yeah, that's not me. And he was like, but your driver's license photo makes me think you are. Because <laughs> I have a horrible driver's license photo. I can show it to you. It's really bad. Yeah. I look like a sex offender. Uh, yeah, that's it right there. Don't I look like I'm about to do something? <laughs> Dude, I would I would bust you too. <laughs> well, I, I got it. I try to take horrible driver's license pictures. You in, succeeded. In case there's ever something I'm involved with, that's the photo they'll use you know, that they can find. <laughs> so I try to make it as worse possible as one as I can every time. Yeah. Yeah. So Walter's like, yeah. I'll tell him to clear the system out. And I was like, well, hey, it really makes me feel good that you get these alerts and right. stuff. And he was like, well, usually when somebody does it six or seven times, it comes on up the ladder to me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man. So now whenever I go to see my kids, I have to, like, manually check in and all that. I can't oh, use the computer man. system. Anyways, back to Chris Hansen. <laughs> well, so what's what's the middle name of the I don't know. <laughs> scary John. I've never Long looked here. him up. I've never looked him up. What if I went and We need to look him up. Yeah. Maybe like what if I became like buddies with him? Like, hey, <laughs> hey man, can you move to another zip code? Because you're really screwing it up when I go to <laughs> see my kids. Let's find you a trailer over like in Holt or somewhere so you can get over there. If I was you, I would stand outside his house and just be like, you are the worst. (laughs) You are like the worst. You're tarnishing my good name. (laughs) You are not worthy of the name John Long. Get that out of here. You need to change your name to uh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Sniffy McPredator. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, if you have a kid in the Tuscaloosa County school system, just know that there is a process in place that keeps sex offenders from checking in through the So long office. as they don't try to check in at the front yeah, desk, they we're, we're going to get him. Yeah, we're they go get snatch him. him off, snatch your kid off the playground. There's probably nothing they can do about that. But if they're trying to come to the office, then they're going to have to. And do everything the right way. Yeah. We're going to get them. Just by the book. Like <laughs> we are supposed we, to. We just need sex, sexual predators to follow the rules. That's right. If they'll yes. follow the rules, we'll catch them. <laughs> we'll catch them. There's rules in place to stop that but if they break the rules well yeah, you're gonna be in trouble hands are kind of tied that's here. right you're gonna have dr davy coming down hard <laughs> on you buddy which i would not want to fight walter you know like he's a skinny little dude but he's he's wiry yeah he's he's like i think he's got it in him he'd probably kill you like gouge your eyeballs out he's probably like a fourth degree black belt too he's just like oh, wow. a dude that would do stuff like that just go and earn that because he could yeah. Anyway, it's got a lot of respect for Dr. Dave. He's got a real tough job. In fact, mm-hmm. anytime there's a board meeting, you know, somebody's always yelling at him about something. And I have stopped myself from wanting to go to him and just ask like really crazy off the wall <laughs> questions just to see how he would respond to me. You should ask him a bunch of softball questions to Maybe make I him should. look smart. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Dr. Davey, you know how. <laughs> well, see, Tom, Thomas's middle school is the oldest school in the county system. Right. So it's got a lot of issues with it. And the parents at Riverside, there's a group of parents at Riverside that are super fired up about it, and they've been giving Walter such a hard time. Oh, man. Such a hard time. And so I always want to just be like, hey, what you going to do about Riverside? We're going to fix the roof or whatever, you know, and just give him a hard time. But I've decided I wouldn't do that. Anyway, so Chris Hansen's in jail for writing bad checks for his promotional sales, and uh, he's offered to make good on the debt, but he hasn't yet, though. So they uh, they uh, swore out a warrant on him, which is a process you do if people write a bad check. 
Um, and if you, you know, reach a certain dollar limit or whatever, they'll come and try to get you. You know, most mm-hmm. of the time it's just on your record. And if you get pulled over for a speeding ticket, then it comes up and you have to go to court for not only your ticket and your bad check. Right. I have sworn a warrant out for a bad check before. So that's how I know how the process works. Cool. So. Yeah, used to. We were the last restaurant in Tuscaloosa that would accept personal checks, so everyone who liked to bounce checks would come and eat at my place. So not a good, not a, not a good move on my part. Well, I kind of hope they go kind of easy on Mister Hanson here, but I do want that judge to, to say, "What are you doing?" <laughs> right. When he stands in front of him, it's like if you get put in jail, one of the people you got put in jail, that's going to be really tough. That you is know, when they like look around, they're like, "Hey." Hey, I remember you, you know, you got me put in jail. I'm going to shank you in the kidney real quick or whatever. I don't know. It's probably been long enough that all those people are out in the trailer parks. Yeah, so. more likely. <laughs> yeah. In the chat rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. On Roblox. <laughs> don't say that. My kids play Roblox. <laughs> Mine does too. It's, it's horrifying. It, this, <laughs> it bothers had, me. <laughs> I had someone on my Facebook share an article about it. Some dude that was enticing people over Fortnite, you know, to mm-hmm. minors and stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, this, this is just a sad commentary on society. Like, if you have a child and they're going to do anything online now, mm-hmm. you just have to be aware that there's someone out there who's going to try to try and take advantage, take yeah. advantage of them. And I told Eli, them for it, you which know? I mean, he's a, li- he's just now getting into this. And this is not a foolproof system. You know, I, I don't have the answer, but one thing I told Eli is anybody you are friends with online, I have to know them personally. Yeah. Do not accept any friend request from somebody that I have not met personally face to face. Right. You know. Well. And that's not, that's not, you know, a, obviously that's not going to work forever. I mean, one day he's going to be old enough that, whatever, dad. Right. Well, and that's the age Thomas is now. Yeah. But to combat that is we have the Xbox in the living room. And so Mm -hmm. while he's in there, while I don't pay attention to everything that he says and I can't hear everything that's being said to him, at least I know, like, if he were to be like, yeah, meet me at five o'clock, you know, <laughs> I would be like, okay, all right. Yeah. But most well, of the problem is kids use code words nowadays. Oh, that's true. So, that's true. But just I, like we did when we were that age. <laughs> no, I never did anything like that. I feel like that uh, Thomas is, he doesn't want to be kidnapped or anything right. like that. And, Jury's out on Hudson. He might load up with somebody. Well, I was going to say, that's actually part two of my plan, is I like to share uh, gruesome details of true case crimes with my son. (laughs) Yes. So he knows how ugly and horrible the world really is. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, look, (laughs) they kidnapped this kid for playing Fortnite and cut him up into little bitty pieces. I remember when my kid was three years old and we had a campfire outside to make s'mores. I mean, you like to make s'mores, right? Everybody loves a campfire. You just sit there and watch a campfire. If you don't like s'mores, it's great. Yeah. But my three-year-old needed to know you don't play with the fire. Right. So I Google image searched burn victims <laughs> and showed my son. Nice. And told him, you will look like this yeah. if you get in that fire. Don't do right. it. And then you waited three or four years and poured gasoline on a fire and burnt your leg up. <laughs> yes. So I see daddy wasn't lying. <laughs> yep. You remember that? I remember that. <laughs> what I do, uh, I do this with my kids if there's ever a bug in the house. I like gather them around. I'm like, hey, guys, look at this spider. And they're like, yeah. And then I like step on it and kill it. I'm like, that's what I'll do to you if you have sex before you get married. <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, 13 years of that for Thomas. Hopefully yeah. that helps him remember. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. You tell Libby, and I'll just know. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, probably not. It's hard. Get to be 13, life's rough, you know. Yeah. Real tough. Real tough. Well, anyway, speaking of <laughs> speaking of love and relationships, our <laughs> next headline here, man proposes in court to girlfriend who stabbed him 13 times. Okay. This, you can't keep true love apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone told him it wouldn't work. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, right. I think they were right. <laughs> they didn't get premarital counseling, I guarantee no. you. A woman facing up to six years behind bars for stabbing a man was proposed to in court by the victim, reports the Daily Mirror. Okay. While in court, the victim also begged the judge not to dra- not to jail her, saying they were arranging the date of their wedding. <laughs> the woman okay. was reportedly on trial in... Oh, this is going to be tough. Niz Hexapuk, Russia. Sounds about right. Somewhere in Russia. Yeah. They're just going to say in town. Yeah, Russia. They get some wild stories in <laughs> yeah. Russia. It's like the Florida of, of another continent. Well, anyway, she used a knife to stab her partner at least 13 times. The victim escaped and received medical help. Okay. Uh, while the woman pleaded guilty to the attack, she denied she wanted to kill her boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> she was just trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't stab you anywhere vital. <laughs> she says that she was drunk at the time. Oh, so imagine that. All is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> the case was adjourned for sentencing. So okay. that's all it says here. But I tell you what, man, some guys, man, they've got it bad. Well, you know, they, they say love is blind. Yeah. And there are definitely, uh, I'm just going to say it, men out there who... This is definitely the case for. Oh yeah, I'm saying for women, you get an abusive relationship yeah, and you kind of get conditioned to that life, and you won't leave it or whatever. I wonder how hot she is. That's what I'll say. She <laughs> may be like a smoke show, and he's like, "Yeah, you can stab me all you want, baby. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that may be the case because guys would be like that too. Like, yeah. No, yeah, she's good looking enough to make up for this. So <laughs> I don't know. But if you're ugly, you got a hard time stabbing your man and getting him to come back. <laughs> Just, I'm just, I, for all the ugly ladies out <laughs> yeah. there, yeah, ugly guys too. You know, I would say that too. Yeah, you gonna beat on your woman or whatever, she'll leave you because there's a guy hotter than you that won't beat on you. You can outfine your crazy, yeah, but you can never out crazy your fine. Right? Yeah. Right. It's exactly what. <laughs> yeah. What is it? You know, that dude had that video like the crazy hot matrix a while back that came on. <laughs> yeah, you know, that showed like the hotter you are, the crazier you can be. And if you're a man, like the richer you are, the uglier you. That's can be. absolutely the case. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's just that's just life. That's just life. You know, people may not like that. And this is not an absolute. This no, isn't a law not. of nature. Right. But it's a good general yeah, guideline. Ge- general yeah. guideline. Yes. I have a story uh, that's similar to this. I remember when I was in uh, in college, there was a guy that was in the dorms. I don't remember his name, but he met a girl online, and they were so in love. Oh. And he went to see her, and it turns out that, and this is the again, this is the story I got from the guy. I'm sure he tried to tidy it up all he could. Sure. But uh, when he came back from going to see her, he had this terrible bruise on his chest. I mean, it was like the size of a basketball. And we were all like, dude, what happened? Did you get hit by a car or something? (laughs) And he said, no, no, no. Let me tell you the story. Apparently, this girl, and I have no idea who she is, but she had an uncle who was part of the SWAT team. Oh. And he goes over to her house and there's a bulletproof vest laying on the couch. And he says, oh, cool, a bulletproof vest. And she's like, you want to try it on? He's like, yeah. So he puts on the bulletproof vest, and she says, why don't you turn around so I can take a picture? And he spins around, and bam, she shoots him 
in the bulletproof vest. For real? For real. This, wow. I mean, unless he got hit by a car, and this is a story yeah. he made up to tell us, but yeah. he, I mean, he was, he had it bad. He was really bad <laughs> off. <laughs> wow. And, uh, <laughs> and then she told him that it was a training round. Oh. But don't matter yeah. to me. No, yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're in his shoes, you got to turn that into like some makeout time or something. <laughs> like, all right, you shot me with a gun. Now let's make out. Okay. He probably, <laughs> he probably didn't get up off the floor for a while. Yeah. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. <laughs> I mean, I think he did have to go to the ER and like get it checked out and wow. stuff. He, wow. He may have like cracked a rib. It was bad. Oh, it was really bad. You don't want to crack a rib. You know, I bruised my rib that time breaking yeah, into yeah. the church. Oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> but that thing hurt for like a month. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even raise my arm. That was just a bruised rib. Oh, yeah. That was tender. And long story short, he married that girl. For real? He, he married her. Oh. So. No. That's I, a heck of a story to tell you. Hey, how did you, know, how'd you and dad saying, meet? You know, I hadn't talked to that guy. He may be dead now. Yeah. But. uh <laughs> Popped him with it. Oh, I was aiming at the vest and got him right in between the eyes. Three times. It was really wild. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they went to Russia and this is the story that we're true. reading right here. That's true. You track him down. Just have him on the show. I need to. All right. We need to have a couple's, you know, show. We'll get some wild people. My dad told me uh, there was a guy who once traded his wife for a motorcycle. (laughs) I didn't know you could do that. I don't know that people abide by the traditional U.S. law in in Bankston, Alabama. So, yeah. They also – I'm almost positive. Of course, dad will listen to this eventually. He'll tell me they had a house in Bankston, too, and had a horse inside the house on the second floor, and the horse, like, jumped out the window and died or something. Oh, no. Like, why do you keep a horse inside your house? Maybe they stole it or something. They were trying to hide it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of life my dad had growing up. So <laughs> There yeah. was a dude in Fayette, wasn't it, that uh, he traded his four-wheeler for a horse and had it tied up in the front yard, and it got sick, and... They brought it in the house, but then it died, and they had to, like, get a crane to get it out of there. Okay. Maybe that's all part of the same story. Maybe. Maybe I'm just, like, woven it together in my brain. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it. I don't know. I mean, if a horse dies in your house, I wouldn't get a crane, you know. Well, I think it was on the second floor. Oh, okay. At least that's the story I heard. Yeah. It may not be true, but now like, we're talking about rural Alabama, right. so. It could be. It very well yeah. could be true. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I could see that happening. Well, let's move on to another story here. An ex-NFL player is probably the last person in the world that you would want to be angry at you. Right. Um, well, this guy nabbed an alleged peeping Tom outside of his daughter's bedroom window. Um, ex-NFL player uh, who hadn't played since 2007 – but his name is Tony Beckham, proved he can still deliver a hit when it comes to protecting his family. Oh, yeah. The 40-year-old Beckham said he caught an alleged peeping Tom outside of his Palm Beach County, Florida home, leering through the bedroom window of his teenage daughter and getting familiar with himself. (laughs) Um, We had a good conversation, Beckham told uh, the ABC affiliate of him and his stranger. During the conversation... "Quote unquote conversation." The yeah, suspect, forty-eight-year-old yeah. Jeffrey Cassidy, suffered a black eye and fractures to his face, according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Cassidy was arrested and booked at the Palm Beach County Jail on suspicion of lewd and lavacious behavior, and he's being held on a fifteen hundred dollar bond 
according to jail records. Now, here's this picture right here. <laughs> you can see it in the show notes. Dude got popped a few times right in the face. <laughs> yep. Beckham said he was leaving home for work at about 6.40 a.m. on Monday when he saw the peeper standing outside his daughter's bedroom window with his pants down doing pants down stuff. And he said, he said, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, is this for real? Beckham said, um, I thought I was getting punked. Like this isn't happening. Right. He said he yelled at the man and he took off running. Oh um, man. Yeah. Beckham, a former defensive back for the Detroit Lions and Tennessee Titans quickly caught the man and held him for police. Uh, I'm sorry that it happened to me. I'm sorry that it happened to him, Beckham said. He's never going to do that again on this side of town, though. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's worried that Cassidy, the peeping Tom, has done it before. If he's brave enough to do it right here, I know it's not the first time and that he's done it before. Um, Beckham's wife, Amanda, told the TV station that she's concerned about why Cassidy allegedly targeted her family. I don't know if this is his first time coming here, if he's been here before, or where he's seen us, or how he picked us out, but it's scary. And that's understandable, yeah. too. I would have the same questions. First of all, if I walked out and there was a guy doing that, I don't. I would not have to chase after him. You know, I would just kill him. You know, right. like, hey, yeah. buddy, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Finger slipped. And then I would tell the officer that I felt my life was in danger. <laughs> and we'd go on about our life. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sands peeping Tom. Sands is peeping Tom. Yeah. Right. Just do society a favor. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for this guy. No, not you at know? all. I just kind of feel like, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Well, and if you pick the house of a daggum ex NFL player, yeah. and then you're like trying to I'm run. Glad he did. Yeah, right. You know, uh, he's probably, I don't know whose houses he's targeted in the past. I would imagine yeah. any house that gives him. Leaves their window shades up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I tell you, I'm glad. I'm glad. Maybe yeah. this will. Maybe he'll learn something. Right. But I just imagine, like he's probably he's probably been scared off before. Not that mm-hmm. like anybody's ever hollered at him or saw him, but he heard a noise and he just takes off running. You yeah. know, trying to pull his pants up and put everything back in and stuff. <laughs> and he's able to make it. Well, now you have a former defensive back who probably still runs a <laughs> below five forty yard dash. Yes. And uh, instead of somebody like me chasing after, yeah. you, he's going to get winded by. You got to be fit if you're yes. going to get away from that. Dash. Right. Yeah. You got to be really fit. Yeah. And he just. Like walks you down, like puts a couple of fists in your face and tells you, you know, we're going to wait on the police to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, mercy. <laughs> well, uh, my personal last story for the day, women caught twerking on the hood of a moving SUV. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this wasn't a white snake video. It wasn't. FYI. No, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah, we're filming a video here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. St. Louis. Video from a Missouri freeway shows two people twerking on the top of a moving SUV. The video was taken Monday during rush hour in St. Louis and shows two people dancing on top of a Suburban. Another person is halfway out of a video recording it all. So okay. I'm sp- <laughs> I'm sure they're you know trying to get it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like for a video, a rap video. That filmed on an iPhone. Yeah, right. (laughs) The woman who recorded the video told KSDK she did not call the police, but 
She hopes that posting the video to social media would lead someone to recognize the people. That's why she did it. Oh, yeah. She didn't do it for the likes or the shares. Yes. She was hoping that that would lead to the capture of the people (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Uh, Police call this kind of behavior a safety hazard. No kidding. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Quote, they could fall off of the car or cause other drivers to wreck. It's a dangerous situation for themselves and other drivers. Yeah. If they fall, it could create a fatal accident. True. We do not encourage anyone to try anything like this ever. You are supposed to be in your car when you drive, a spokesperson said. Hmm. <laughs> Police said that the people in and around the SUV could be cited for several things, including riding on the exterior of a motor vehicle, not wearing a seatbelt. It's kind of hard to buckle that seatbelt when you're yeah. shaking your rump on the hood of the car. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> and failing to maintain minimum speed. So maybe if they were going faster, they could they could get out of that one. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and failure to display a license plate. So Ooh. I guess the car that they were dancing on didn't have the license plate properly. They probably knew they shown. would get videoed, so they took. <laughs> yeah. I see. This about it's like some SoundCloud <laughs> rapper or something. Like I'm going to make a video, and they're yeah. like, take the tags off, so nobody who's taking pictures of us can send it to the law, and they can find us. So, right. Yeah. But leave that for all well. the other chumps who were yeah. trying to do the twerking on a moving car challenge next week when this goes viral well look teen wolf was able to surf on top of a van right. you know all through town with no problems at all yeah. so i don't know why you can't twerk on top of it. <laughs> like are we holding these people to a different standard than we would hold teen wolf to i don't think so maybe yeah maybe so although i don't know like i mean i imagine that people twerking on the car is going to really grab other drivers attention yeah more than just surfing true very true (laughs) i mean uh, a werewolf surfing in the middle of the day though that'll that'll grab your attention too but uh but i don't know i'm not familiar with twerking can you explain it to me uh, well, I'm not going to show you. <laughs> I'm not going to show you what it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've, I've heard about it. I've read a few articles about it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to me, this is where we just let these people fall off the car and die. <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> let's thin out the herd. we got too many people as it is. And let's take out the dumb ones that would do things like get up on a car and twerk and let them die so their genes aren't passed down to other people. Oh, you missed our Sunday school lesson this morning. Oh, yeah. It was about that human value, value, value the sanctity of human life, human life Sunday. Yes, so. right. John, well, that's how, just a joke. That's just a joke, everybody. How do you know that one of these two twerking girls on this car isn't going to be the one to figure out the cure for cancer? I mean, I, come on. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm willing to take my chances. <laughs> Let's just roll the dice. I mean, you know, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll twerk. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it'll twerk. (laughs) Good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play on words. I believe that's called a pun. But yeah, you know. I don't know. I mean, kids are kids. They do stupid stuff. I did a lot of stupid stuff I when did I was stu- young. Now, I never twerked on a moving car. I don't have enough but... booty to twerk. You know? <laughs> yeah. I can twerk my belly. I've got plenty there. I do the, the belly twerk, the bork, maybe. But, uh, but yeah, I don't have anything in the back. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, the good thing is that we didn't film ourselves doing anything dumb. Right, because yeah. you were at least that smart. Yeah, and everyone else around us didn't have like a, a video 
you know, device <laughs> in their pocket. That's we like, were fortunate to grow up in a time when there wasn't cameras on yeah. smartphones. Right. Or yes. there wasn't there smartphones. There were smartphones. We didn't even have cell phones. <laughs> we had pagers. We didn't have Facebook. School. Yeah, no, definitely. I didn't have MySpace till I was in my early 20s. Yeah, I got MySpace. So I signed up for it one night when I was, uh, when Thomas was a baby and I was like feeding him and I saw something on it. My MySpace page was originally started as a James Brown tribute page because <laughs> I love James Brown. If people don't know, one of my top three artists of all time. I love James Brown. Yeah. Great dude. And, uh, and then I just started finding people I knew on there and I was like sending them messages like, Hey, I'm about to blow your mind. I haven't seen you in 20 years. What's going on? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then it started in, into what you see today on Facebook, which is me just annoying everyone. So. I miss I miss MySpace. I wonder if it's still around. It, my page is still there, but we I, need to make Earth Oddity uh, MySpace, <laughs> MySpace page. page. Drive every see if we can drive everybody there. <laughs> I had a lot of blogs that I'd written and some really good stuff because I would like concentrate and try to write you know really good stuff and you know, like stories about stuff I did with my great grandfather or mm-hmm. my grandfather. And when Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. He took all the blogs down. And so I lost all that stuff I wrote. And Justin Timberlake's probably developing all that stuff into movies now or whatever. Cause it sure is a property of MySpace. It wasn't mine. I mean, man. So one day he's going to make a lot of money off of me. I liked, uh, well, I'm not going to say I liked. I, I tolerated Justin Timberlake until you said that, but yeah. now I'm, I'm nagging at him. I'm still cool with him. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't mind. It was just a creative outlet for a little while. And, and I did some, what I, what I thought, probably some of my best early internet writing on yeah. there. And I hadn't written anything in a really long time on the internet. I just wish you could have done all that writing on Google Docs because Google will never steal no, your data. Of course not. And sell no, it to the highest bidder. No. <laughs> no. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at, you guessed it, CajunCurl.com. Right there, you can order their spice or their Cajun Curl chip cutter for potatoes. It was created on the Elm Bayou. You know where the Elm Bayou was? Yeah. Um, If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Um, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it'll allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. And we got Valentine's Day coming up. There's no better way to spice up your love life <laughs> than getting your loved one a can of Cajun Curl for yep. That's right. Also, you can make them homemade potato chips with Cajun Curl Spice. You can... Uh, you can whip up a batch, have them sitting there in like a heart shape on the bed when she gets home from work one day. What's I mean, you talked about getting the engine ready. Or, or, or leave a trail of them. That's right. Yeah, through the, the house. Through the house leading right. to the bedroom. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you can talk about getting the engine revving. That'll do it right there for you. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, let me tell you, the homemade chips with Cajun Curl by with the Spice on them will change your life. It'll change your love life, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter. And you'll also find recipes that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own right there. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. 
Now, locally in Tuscaloosa, for our Tuscaloosa fans or those in the Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex or surrounding counties, you can find it at South Finest Meats, at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. Now, all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel very patriotic while you enjoy your meal. Like Hulk Hogan playing an American flag guitar. <laughs> um, it's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou, Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. You um, can get it 24 7 CajunCurl.com. Use promo, promo code, code EOP10 to get 10% off. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Use the promo code EOP10. Get a discount. Get it in before Valentine's Day. Spice up your love life. I know it's boring. I see you walking around. <laughs> so do something a little different. Make some homemade chips. Kick it up a notch, you know? 50% of all marriages aren't failing because the love life is great. So That's right. Yeah. Do your part to make just, it better. For all you fellows out there, take her on down to Flavor Town. All right? <laughs> With some Cajun Curl by you Linda Spice. All right. Okay, we got... A couple of reviews. Oh, yeah? We have three new reviews. Wow. But we're going to ration them out. Wow. We're going to start with this one. This one comes from January 9th of this year. Okay. And it is from Awful Canoffle. Awful Five stars. I like that. (laughs) This is the worst podcast ever. I don't like to laugh involuntarily. (laughs) If you think about it, having someone make you laugh is like having a wizard verbally cast a spell on you that affects your breathing and causes you to speak gibberish. Furthermore, Tiny isn't actually a small person. In the words of one of the greatest minds of the past century, you are fake news. (laughs) (laughs) I met, quote, unquote, Tiny once. Not only was he anything but diminutive, he ate all of my cheddar cheese fries. Five stars is the worst possible score, right? So I would just like to say, yes, five stars is the worst score that you can give, unless you like it, in which five stars is the best you can give it. But either way, you got to rate it five stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, best or worst. It's the only rating that is accepted by Apple. Right. And I did meet Awful Canoffle once, and I did eat all of his cheese fries. Okay. So, well, I mean, if my apologies. Look, if he's leaving cheese fries around and he doesn't expect you to eat them, then he's just naive. You know, like that's on him. That's not your fault. Well, I was going to say, you know, Mr. Canoffle. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Canoffle. I remember distinctively you saying, hey, I ordered us some cheese fries, but then they just sat there and they sat there a little longer and then they sat there a little longer. I mean, and, you know, I mean, those cheese fries are not going to eat themselves, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So thank you so much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we do really do appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sorry about Tiny. You know, eating your fries. That's just the way it goes. I mean, if you're going to be – I mean, that's on you, really. <laughs> you knew what you were getting yeah. into I'm when a, you ordered cheese fries to start with. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you don't look at a guy like Tiny and think he's going to lay off the cheese fries. Okay? Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether that's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Republic, uh, iTunes – Stitcher, Stitcher iHeartRadio, Spotify. Tune in. We're on them all. Yeah, we're everywhere. If you would like to write the show, you can reach us at earthoddity at planetmill.net. 
If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity. Yeah. If you would like to, if you like to look at pictures, sometimes yeah. we post up pictures. You might get one every once in a while. You can look at those pictures at underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. And we also have a phone number. What's that phone number? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Call in, leave us a voicemail, tell us whatever you can talk about, whatever you want to. Just yes. hand the phone to a random toddler and let them talk for a while. <laughs> Call us at 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has a great week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.